Well, good morning there, gamers and clashers. How is everybody doing this fine Tuesday in the land of Clash of Clans? Welcome back to yet another episode of Clashing in Traffic. I'm your host, Catfish. Hop on in, buckle up, and it's time to go play in some traffic. Thank you all for joining me as I head off to work this morning on this dreary, rainy day that we have here in my region. I hope that you all are experiencing some good weather. Uh, We could actually use a little bit of the rain to get the flowers and the plants and whatnot in my backyard back up and beautiful and healthy. So we're, uh, we're thankful for that, even if it does hinder some of the other activities that we'd like to be doing but welcome back, everybody. Uh, as I said last week, not sure that I'm going to be able to be doing weekly stuff, but as long as I can, I will continue to provide uh, as much content as I'm as I'm able until I've got to change the schedules. I'm continuing this job hunt, this job search that's uh, not not going as quickly as I would like, but hopefully we'll get some some good news in the next couple weeks. Uh, on, on what will be happening with that. Uh, now, as we move on into some more Clash content, first thing I'd like to do is give a huge shout out to my friends, Call Me T and Tip Dog 20. Uh, those guys from the Clash Tips podcast, they came on over and joined us in uh, the Knights of Zion. Call Me T sent his T2.0 account uh, to Gideon's Keep to uh, participate in CWL with all the rest of our Town Hall 14s as we were leveling up Gideon's Keep in a very first CWL, so it was Master 1 CWL for Gideon's Keep. And then Tip Dog, he sent his Board Cube account to our Eden's Edge clan, which was participating in Crystal 2 30v30 down there. So I want to shout out those guys for coming and joining us. And then they invited myself and our fearless leader, Big D, to come on their their podcast. So uh, they, they released an episode Monday that uh, was was the four of us talking and chatting and having a good old time. Uh, it, was, it was it was fantastic. Uh, I was while it was being recorded, I was actually sitting over uh, at, at a sports bar watching my Cleveland Browns get beat by the reps. I mean the Chargers, and uh, you know it was a back and forth game, and I'm trying to pay attention to what's going on there while also recording a podcast. That was fun. So I hope that uh, the audio came through just fine, and you didn't hear a bunch of the rowdy folks in the background. Uh, thankfully, I was sitting in kind of a secluded area while I was recording. So shout outs to those uh, folks at the sports bar where I was sitting that uh, were able to provide me with a nice spot to sit that, uh, that didn't overpower the audio. But yeah, we had a, we had a good time on the podcast with, uh, with, with those guys with Clash Tips. So if you haven't checked them out, I'll be sure to... Uh, I already sent a link to it in the Discord server. I'll make sure that I send a link to their Discord server in the show notes for this episode so that anybody that's not already paying attention, and I'm sure most people who are listening to my podcast are already checking out Clash Tips, but make sure you head on over there and uh, give those guys a listen. They, they've got some great content, some really technical stuff uh, from from T, who loves to play spreadsheet the game, uh, and, and I, too, love uh, love spreadsheeting stuff with Clash of Clans, planning things out. That's just one of the, I don't know, it's one of the fun, nerdy math things that, uh, that I enjoy figuring out what's what's the best way to go about doing things he t and i have some differing well some slightly differing opinions i think he thinks i'm more hardcore uh, against rushing than i really am i personally enjoy the farming to max kind of thing that's where i'm at uh and i do not like just rushing without a purpose but if they're following some of the guides like the ones that the t has put out and they're, and they're doing it with with some planning uh, about why they're rushing and they have some goals, then, then I can totally see that working out. So uh, thank you guys for, for having some cool opinions that we could share together, and, uh, and I appreciated everything we got to do on your episode. So this past week, CWL finally finished up. Uh, we end up we usually end up spinning our CW, CWL matches a little bit uh, towards the end of when the registration period is. So there's you know the two-day registration period. And ours typically end up going towards the end. So our CWL just ended uh, Monday, well, early Monday morning. Um, so we just got into spinning another war, another regular 50v50 war in our Gideon's Keep clan yesterday afternoon, Monday afternoon, about 4 p.m. Eastern Daylight Saving Time. But CWL for Gideon's Keep, it was our very first one there as we're trying to level that clan up. Uh, we had 27 Town Hall 14s that were in the clan and on the roster when we spun. And then we had, I think, five 13s that were there. Um, 
actually we had 28 Town Hall 14s that were in the clan when we spun. One of them was not able to participate because of some things that I talked about last week on the cybersecurity episode. Uh, we left him in the clan so that he could pick up a couple bench medals so that hopefully when that Town Hall 14 gets off of its one-month ban, uh, he'll be able to maybe try to catch up a little bit. Uh, still haven't heard any word back from Supercell about some of the questions that I have sent them. Uh, regarding some of the account protection stuff. And you know what? I'm I'm a nobody in Clash of Clans, so I don't really expect Darian's going to respond to me or that Clash of Clans will respond to me. So we just have to go off of the frequently asked questions that are already available. I've already provided links for those things. But if you are if you're interested in in some of the things that you can do to protect your account from the hackers and from the, the phishing scams and whatnot. Uh, make sure you listen to last week's episode about cybersecurity, or at least check out the frequently asked questions that I linked in the Discord. So CWL week, uh, we weren't sure what to what to expect, right? Because we've been used to running 15 v 15s with our Town Hall 14s up in Champion League. It's been a while since we've been down. Well, we weren't sure which league we were going to get put into. We all assumed that it was going to be Master One, maybe Master Two, uh, and it was Master One. Uh, there were some pretty east, pretty decent matchups throughout the week. There were a couple times where we were completely overpowered. Uh, we had way more Town Hall 14s than the opposing clan. And there were a couple times where we were against clans that had nothing but Town Hall 14s uh, to go against our few Town Hall 13s. But we didn't, our goal was not to promote, right? Because while we're trying to level this clan up, we want to continue to do the 30 v 30 so that we can get more clan XP during CWL. Because the more town halls you have in the war, the, the more XP you get for that war. So if we were to promote uh, from Master 1 up into Champs 3, we could only do 15v15. Uh, so having a few 13s at the bottom of our map really didn't hurt us. We finished right in the middle. Uh, we went uh, three wins and four losses, I believe, and finished in fifth place, uh, which was just fine. I would have liked to have maybe finished in second place so that we could take care of, uh, we could take advantage of getting some more of the war win bonus stars because the nets more medals, more bonuses that we can give out. Regardless, uh, what we decided to do is we had to pull a few of our town hall 13s up from Eden's Edge, right, so that we could round out the bottom. And those guys probably would have been the top guys in Eden's Edge had they not been pulled up with us. So we gave some of those town hall 13s. Uh, some of the bonuses, and then we spread out the other bonuses to uh, some of the top players. And Tip 2.0 actually came in. I think he was the had the second most stars in the clan. So shout out to him for for helping us out and uh, and doing so well while he was here visiting with us. Uh, we we appreciated all of that. Uh, Eden's Edge was down in Crystal Two. Uh, so previously we the previous month we did a 15 v 15 in Crystal One, and we didn't have any Town Hall 14s to send to them. Well, we, we kind of figured that doing a 15v15 was going to make the competition a little bit tougher, and it was. So this month, while even though we were short, we were kind of stretched thin with getting some players because we, you know, we were missing quite a few folks in our top. We were missing five Town Hall 14s, right, which meant we had to pull several folks up from Eden's Edge, so several 13s, which meant they didn't have very much top cover. Uh, they didn't have any Town Hall 14s. They only have five Town Hall 13s, and I think one or two of those are actually some Rush that are on, like, some mini accounts that are on loan. But the competition there was a lot easier. So we still had all of those Town Hall 11s at the bottom that we're used to running in Eden's Edge. But because we were doing 30v30 instead of 15v15, uh, there was a lot more parity there. We ended up finishing in second place, went uh, four and three, and we promoted back to Crystal 1 with no Town Hall 14s. So, yes, you can still compete at the Crystal 2 and even the Crystal 1 level if you don't have any Town Hall 14s, as long as everybody in the clan is getting their attacks in, and as long as those guys like the like the 11s and 12s know what they really need to do. Like, if, if, if the 11s can't triple the things at the bottom, then they need to be able to reach and get two stars on the things maybe a little bit higher so that the 12s can then guarantee the triples at the bottom. Uh, as long as we know how to work that plan out and, and maximize our stars, even without a bunch of Town Hall 14s, or even a bunch of Town Hall 13s, Crystal 2 at 30v30, you can still compete with Town Hall 11, 12, and 13 on your roster. It still works. Uh, 
Uh, now, next month is we're back in Crystal 1, and we may not have a bunch of Town Hall 14s at the top. That might get a little bit more difficult. But here's the thing. Even if we lose every war next month in Eden's Edge at Crystal 1, we're still going to end up with more of the CWL medals than we would in first place at Crystal 2. So this is one of those hard things for us to, to plan out as leaders, right? We, we're looking long-term, and what is going to benefit the guys in the clan who are trying to progress their bases as quickly as possible? What's going to benefit them more? Having a couple wins throughout that, that CWL week that might make you feel good in the moment, but not getting as many CWL medals, or, yeah, you take a couple L's during that week, but if at the end of that week, you're going to end up with more medals that can help you progress faster. So as long as you go into that with the attitude of, yes, I know that there are going to be mismatches. CWL is not based on weight at all. So it's all based upon where your skill level is. And if you happen to promote into a something that might be just a little bit out of your skill level, that's just fine because you're now getting rewarded for last month's good skill of promotion this month. So it's just this delayed reward system. Uh, you, you, you get promoted one month, so you get the, the, all of the medals that you get for doing that. And then as part of that reward for promoting, the next month means you're automatically guaranteed to get as many medals as you did the previous month, even if you lose every single war. The tough part then is setting those expectations for the clan members, making sure that folks understand that we aren't expecting a bunch of wins if we happen to have promoted a little bit higher than we think we're capable of. Does that mean everybody should sit back on their laurels and just zero star and intentionally demote? Absolutely not, because we still, you, know, you still get medals, more medals for winning wars. So try to win the wars so that you can get some extra medals, but know that even if you do lose, you're still getting more medals than you would have at the lower league level. So it's, it's this fun, well, it's not fun, it's just this balancing act that we try to have to do. And, and it all comes down to making sure that, that folks can understand that there's going to potentially be months where it looks bad for us for four or five days as we start getting that losing streak racked up on CWL. But at the end of it, we're going to work out all right. So guys in Eden's Edge, uh, as we roll into next month's CWL, I don't know what it's going to look like yet. I don't know which clans we're going to be running. We'll probably still be running Gideon's Keep and Eden's Edge. We may or may not have a bunch of 14s that are available to go down to hang out in Eden's Edge, or I'm not sure what's going to happen yet. But know that we're going to end up with more medals at the end of next month's CWL than we would have if we would have finished in third place this month and stayed in Crystal 2. The COTP plebs were in Gold 2. They finished in fourth place in that league with a record of four and three. So we're staying steady there. Uh, huge shout out to Knob for running the CWL there. He took care of all of the roster moves and reminding people when to get stuff in. Uh, he's been been stepping up big time there as I have been having to slack off a bunch with, with COTP plebs as I'm focusing uh, more on, on upgrading our, our Gideon's key plan and doing this job search. So... Uh, Thank you, Brother Knob, for, for taking care of those guys and helping Tribe as he's uh, leading stuff there. Uh, we've got you know, a decent crew of folks there. We started off as just a bunch of new accounts, random folks getting together and doing things, and it's, it's, really, uh, it's really progressing into a, a, a good clan that, that's, that's got some good war strategies going, and uh, I appreciate everything that everybody's doing there. Uh, so like I said, I haven't gotten any updates from Supercell about you know, the cybersecurity questions that I sent them. However... Darian did recently post something in Reddit where he's asking about quality of life changes. In uh, It's in the r slash Clash of Clans subreddit. Uh, he's asking for, for community input on potential quality of life changes for the next quality of life update. Now, what he is not asking for, he does not want anybody suggesting new troop types or any you know new buildings or defenses or whatever. Just simply more of the minor change stuff that can just improve things in game no new content that's not what he's asking about but just quality of life things uh rumor has it that one of the quality of life updates that's going to be included 
uh, one of the quality of life changes is going to be included in the next update is the ability to report a base layout so right now if you if you come across somebody uh, whether it's somebody who attacked you in an opposing clan whatever that has an account name that goes against supercell terms of service so they don't want any you know, there's a bunch of things in there that the, the, the game's for kids right uh, it, it's, it's not for kids, but it is supposed to be multi-age level, uh, geared for everybody. So they don't want anything in there that is going to, well, be offensive to young children or, or, or corrupt the minds of the young children, right? So if you come across a name that is, you know, whatever, it could be something that's explicit, it could be dirty words in that native language, whatever it might be, you can report the name directly to supercell there's a little i think there's like an info icon near the name you can tap on it and it says do you really want to report this name uh to supercell well there are some creative people out there making base layouts and some of the base layouts are awesome i i love a good base layout you know the one that i typically run is my home base when my when i was up in legend league said use code klaus it's a you know that's that's my buddy who has a creator code in our clan so i've I've had that set as my Legend League base for a very long time. Uh, I, I put that together for him. He's been running it. Uh, and, and I love seeing the creativity that can come uh, with, with trying to make base art. But there are some people out there who go and, and make you know images with a lot of innuendo or that spell out things that really aren't kid-friendly. And those are also against Supercell Terms of Service. And there have been accounts that have been banned in the past for having those types of layouts, but there's no real easy way to report it. Well, now, supposedly, in the next quality of life update, they're going to add a button that can report the base layouts. And I actually, just this morning, when I was doing some of my attacks uh, with my Town Hall 14, ran into one of these bases. And I'm like, how, how do I report this, right? I was trying to figure out how to report it, and it was after that that I saw the tweet um, from some of the Clash of Clans leaks community that showed that that's going to be a potential uh, new quality of life change. So looking forward to that. See what kind of things that, that Supercell has in store for us. Uh, my suggestion that I that I posted there in the in the subreddit was the ability to name or to at least leave notes on our save base edit slots. Right. So we have the three home base slots and the three war base slots that are free, and then you can with gems purchase uh, three more war base slots. I, I go through a lot of war bases. We, we, we get a bunch of them that come in uh, that have been tested by base builders, and each each base has its own specific CC that has been tested to work best. Well, unless I write all these down as to which base I have in what slot and then write down which CC works best on it, and then i got to remember to go back and check that if I'm switching between bases, say that base that I was running in CWL got tripled and I want to switch to something else. Well, now I don't remember what the CC was. So I thought, well, what I do what I do with my armies um, in, the, in the saved army slots is that you can name those armies, right? Well, I, I don't name the army. I type out shortcuts to what's supposed to be in the CC for that army so that when I... If I want to do one of those quick train slots, I'm like, all right, this is what I'm doing. What, what was it? Maybe it's an army I haven't used in a couple weeks, but I want to go back to it. What, what did I use in the CC? Well, I just look at the name of that army, and it tells me what I used in the CC. So that would be, I think, some, something helpful for those of us who are who are going through a lot of a lot of bases and a lot of testing of bases. If we could have a note uh, to to remind us what the best clan castle composition was for that specific base. Um, some of the other some of the other suggestions that have been sent up by the community have really been kind of cool. Um, and, I, and some of them I've thought of in the past. Some of them were kind of new and eye-opening. Like, oh, I didn't I didn't even realize that was a problem. But you're right. If, if that was a change, that would be great. So one of the things is a either a town hall icon or even just you know saying what town hall level in you know text uh, next to everybody's name when you pull up the clan. And that would be great for for clan management, right? Especially when it comes time for for CWL or if we're doing a specific um, like a specific event or something where we're only wanting certain town hall levels and I need to know who do I need to well Gideon's Keep for instance we're running 50 v 50s if all of a sudden I've got an influx of town hall 14s and 13s that we've recruited which means now I want to remember to kick out um, 
well, usually it's going to be the leaders who have a bunch of mini accounts at Town Hall 11. I need to remember to kick out all of those Town Hall 11s at the bottom that are minis. But I, sometimes I can't remember which name goes with which Town Hall level. Well, if, if it was right there on the clan, uh, the clan management page that, that showed which Town Hall level, that, that would make it so much easier. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that hasn't already been put in the game. I'm not sure why um, it's on the war like when you go to set up who's going to be in your war roster, they now have those town hall levels there. So I, it shouldn't be that much more difficult to code it in on the, the clan roster page. So maybe we'll see that. Um, something else was locking your base from accidentally uh, editing it on the home page. So how many times have, and this, this specifically for anybody who likes to do a lot of FCs, or who is up in Legend League and needs to change which base you have in Legend League, how many times have you gone to zoom in or zoom out or scroll your base across as you're looking at your home base so you want to go and you know, collect your, your elixir and, and your gold and whatnot, and you accidentally drug a wall somewhere and put it out of place? And either you notice it right away and you're like, oh, crap, i got to put that, that wall segment back, and it's no big problem, except then you go to do an FC, and now you can't FC with that base. Or... You don't even realize that you move one wall segment until you start noticing, man, I've been getting tripled a bunch lately. What's going on? And then you look and like, oh, well, that wall segment that was designed to keep that queen charge from from coming right on into my base, uh, I've got this wide open spot in the wall now because my finger accidentally drug a wall piece. Uh, so maybe having an ability to lock the home base from being edited uh, or at least a confirmation like, hey, did you really mean to change that you want to save it just like when you you know exit out of the the saving you know when you go into the ed, actual edit function you have to hit save right that that would be that would be beneficial it's not a, a mandatory gotta have it you know highest priority thing but i could totally see that being beneficial uh, being able to have a a lock button on your home base so that it didn't accidentally get edited when you didn't want it um something else was uh, i've said this before uh, I know that I've seen Knob complain about it before, but the ability to swap accounts while you're being attacked. Uh, it, it happens far too often than, than it really should. But let's say I was looking at one of my mini accounts and I log out and then, uh-oh, this actually is a real-world instance. I remember I have a war hit that I need to do on my Town Hall 14, and there's only like five minutes left in the war because I was the guy that was supposed to be waiting till the end to see where the cleanups were going to go so that I knew what to hit. All right, it's time for me to get in my war attack. I opened the game up and, uh-oh, I was logged into my Town Hall 9 and somebody just started an attack on my Town Hall 9. I have to wait through the entire time that they are attacking before I can switch accounts. And that almost came back to bite me one day because of that being at the end of war. I knew that I only had a few minutes left and now I can't even get, I can't switch to my main account now. You know, the only way that you can, that you can do that is if you happen to have a second account or a second device uh, handy that you can log into. And I, I didn't at the time. And I almost missed a war attack because I'm sitting there watching somebody slowly attack my stinking town hall mine base. I don't even know what they were doing, but they took the entire, what is it, 30 seconds that you get to scout, and they it ended up being a time fail on them. They, they took the entire time, whatever attack they were doing. So that, you know, all that time wasted could have been me being able to switch over to my town hall 14 and get my attack. And I probably could have gotten my war attack done and still come back and watch the end of that town hall mine attack but whatever. Uh, that's just one of those things that's kind of annoying to me, and I hope that maybe we will see it get uh, get fixed, because there were a lot of folks uh, that were upvoting that that suggestion in the subreddit. Uh, let's see. Ban players from the clan. That was one of the suggestions, because how many times have you had somebody that is just constantly trying to get back in the clan? Um, there's been a, a certain person that's been mentioned many times through many of the podcasts for oh a year or so who has come into many of the clans <clears throat> and ends up getting kicked out he'll change his account name and then come back in and it takes a while before anybody realizes hey wait that's the same player tag and, and kick him out you can ban people from your discord server why can't we ban people 
from coming into the clan. Uh, that would be something that could be helpful to, to get rid of some of those toxic players. And I know that I would certainly appreciate that. Um, it would be something that you wouldn't want to abuse because sometimes you just need to kick somebody. You don't need to ban them. If you do kick somebody, they get a 24-hour ban from requesting to the clan. And yeah, I know, you can set the clan to closed and then you don't have to worry about that. Or you do a little bit more due diligence in accepting the input or the, the, the join requests. But the ability to just flat out ban an account that you know you don't ever want to come back would be great. Um, it could also help when we have suspected you know, terms of service violators that, that we find and get rid of them and just ban them so that you know we don't have to worry about their their terms of service violations coming back against us once Supercell finally catches up and uh, sees that they were breaking terms of service. Uh, another re recommendation was the ability to kick players from clan chat and not just from the clan list. So right now, if somebody comes into the clan, and this happens mostly at the, at the newer town halls that are set to open, some of the lower level stuff, but they have, they have these bots that come in their bot accounts that they just look for open clans. They join the clan. They have like a bunch of spam messages about here's where you can get free gems. And then they immediately leave before somebody can kick them so that they can join right back up again. Because if you get kicked, you have that 24 hour ban. If they send in their spam messages, leave the clan before anybody can kick them, then they can just join back. And I have seen some uh, videos that have been posted on Reddit about these where the guys couldn't like they're they had so many bots that were coming into their clan that the clan chat was moving so quickly that it was actually glitching the game out well if i could in, instead of having to see that somebody's in there doing something right now if, if they say something in clan chat that we don't like and we want to ban them for we have to see what the name is close out clan chat go to your profile click on my clan and then scroll through the clan list looking for that name. Well, the clan list isn't sorted alphabetically, right? So it's sorted by, uh, by trophy order. So now I have to remember what was that name. I have to look for it. It's difficult to find. And by the time I can find them on the clan list to hit the kick button, they've already left. So now I can't even see them. Well, I think it would be great if there was the ability to just tap on their name in clan chat that would bring up their profile and I could then kick them from there. The other thing that would be nice is if I could promote them from there. So a lot of times we will have elders and co-leaders who are jumping between clans to help with donations. And when they come back, I say, oh, hey, so-and-so's back. Well, now i got to go find their name in the clan list instead of just being just seeing that in clan chat that they join the clan. I can just tap on their name, go to the profile, and hit promote, promote. That would be fantastic. Uh, so those are a couple quality of life changes that I think would be, would be great. Uh, then there's this bug that they that we have it's kind of a bug uh and this is going to be one of those those helpful helpful tips right now um when it comes to cwl did you know that if, if you have somebody on your cwl roster and they are opted out they're going to show up on the on the cwl roster page is, is red okay well now let's say that person leaves the clan whether they have left the clan because they're leaving for good or they've left the clan because they were going to you know, miss a day or two of war there, so they were going to go down to the mini clan and, and help donate, whatever that may be. If they were opted out and they leave the clan, if a co-leader pulls up the CWL roster, they're going to show up as green for war. That's right. They were opted out. They left the clan. So not only were they opted out, they're not even in the clan anymore. But when I go to the roster page for CWL, it shows me that they are green and gives me no real indication that they're not there. So that is a, a quality of life change or actually more of a bug fix that folks have been asking for for a quite a long time uh, up on the, the Clash of Clans subreddit. And hopefully that'll be one of those things that gets changed. Uh, so I've just I've just listed off several of these. Um, I will post the link to where Darian asked for these in the Discord server. If you go on there and see some of those suggestions that you like, give them an upvote. Um, I'm not saying go and, and check out. There's thousands of suggestions and comments, right? And you don't need to go and, and delve into every single thing that's been posted in the Clash of Clans subreddit. It, if you're not up there regularly and you look at it, it looks like this just abyss of things. <laughs> I'm, I'm still new to the Reddit community and uh, it, it can get overwhelming at times. 
and there's a lot of toxicity up there. So if you comment something and somebody claps back at you, just just ignore it. Uh, there's a few good folks up there too, but yeah, it can be it can be kind of crazy. But go upvote any of the suggestions that you've seen. And if you do have other suggestions, well, let me know what your suggestions for quality life changes may be. And uh, if you would like to, go and, and suggest them to Darian himself. Uh, the, the post is a little over a week old, I think, but um, they're, they're still looking at them, and I know that they are still working on some of these quality of life updates. One that, uh, I don't know if it would be a quality of life change, a balance, it's more of a balance change. I don't think it's really new content, but uh, W. Parker and I were talking the other day, and he suggested a change that, that you know, could be interesting, um, but he suggested potentially nerfing super wall breakers to where only the max level wall breaker can one shot a max level wall uh, and that would be a way to encourage people to actually upgrade their wall breakers i know that there's some folks that, that that's one of the troops that they don't upgrade uh, because you don't have to right i can have a an under level wall breaker and still use a super wall breaker to bust through a max level wall so what's the point of having those wall breakers maxed out? So that, I don't know, that might be a, a balance update, a balance change that could potentially, uh, I don't know, would it make the game better? It would at least encourage people to, to upgrade those troops. So maybe, maybe that's a maybe that's a decent upgrade or a decent change that could take place in game. And finally, the CC glitch. Um, how many, everybody has experienced the CC glitch, right? Where the the symptoms of it the things that show up that let you know that your cc has potentially been glitched is i've sent a a clan castle troop request in clan chat the where that request sits in clan chat says that it's full but it's still in clan chat um, so usually when a cc request gets filled it disappears from clan chat if you ever seen where there's a a full cc request sitting in clan chat that is usually a symptom that the person's clan castle troops have been glitched. Uh, so if they go to look in their clan castle, there's a couple things that they might see. One of those is that their CC is empty. Their request is showing that it's full in clan chat, or sometimes the, the request is no longer in clan chat, uh, but would, that would indicate that it is full, but they have no troops in their CC. And that can be annoying. And it happened this past week to somebody that a lot of us know and i'm going to get into that story in just a moment after we get through the security gate good morning, good morning. All right. you have a good day. thank you you too so rocky from uh you know clash bashing he had this happen to him in a cwl attack and it was live on stream and this was actually a little bit weirder of a glitch than I have seen in, in any other time in the past. One of the symptoms or one of the things that we think that causes this is if you donate clan castle troops and then close the game, uh, it will it will tell the game that you have sent the clan castle troops, but there was there was some lag in the server and it didn't actually send the troops over. So now. The person's request shows up as full in chat, but they don't actually get the troops. That, and that, that's verified. We can we have been able to replicate that over and over again, where if you donate those and then quickly close the game, the troops don't actually get there. So what I like to say jokingly, and it's kind of serious, but <clears throat> we say it in a joking manner, is when you're donating clan castle troops, don't close the game until you actually watch those troops leave your base. Because uh, that, <laughs> yes, it seems kind of silly to say, yeah, wait until you see him leave the base. But in, in all honesty, it does let the game client on your phone or your tablet catch up with the server side uh, and let them know that those those troops actually went. So that there is there is some visual representation of when those troops leave and by waiting and actually watching them you know, walk over to that little path on the side of the village and walk out of your base and disappear. Uh, that's a... A slight little visual cue that the server and the client are back in sync and the troops have actually gone over uh, to the other base. Well, what happened with Rocky, um, if you haven't watched the video, 
I, I would encourage you to go check it out. But he was on stream and he was doing a CWL hit. And he, I don't remember which troops it was that he requested, but he, he was getting a rage and a poison. And there was somebody, it showed up in, it showed up on the screen while he was on stream that um, somebody donated all of the, the troops and all of the spells. And one of the spells didn't show up. So I think it was the rage spell didn't show up. So clearly the guy that the rage spell must have been the last thing he donated. And then whoever the donator was closed the game. Well, Rocky's looking over his stuff and he's like, all right, about ready to go in. He then double checks to, you know, cause he saw the notification come in that, that his troops were coming in, but then he's checking his arm and he's like, Oh wait, my rage didn't come in. So let me go in and I'll request another rage. Well, he had to gem that because he's trying to do it on stream and do it quickly. Those of us who don't want to have to spend a bunch of gems, that, that wouldn't have necessarily been an option. We would have just waited as long as we needed to wait for that cooldown timer to reset. So he gems the cooldown timer for requesting CC and says, all right, I need, I'm going to go in and requ request that second. I'm going to request that rage. He requests the rage, and then immediately somebody um, sends him the rage. And you see that on the screen in stream that, you know, player... B, it was some, wasn't the first person that sent him, so we'll call the first person that sent him troops player A. The screen says player B, donated a rage. And he's like, hey, thanks a lot. There's the rage. Well, then immediately after that, it then says player A donated a rage. So player A opened the game back up. Well, now the, the client on his tablet and the server have now synced up, and it says, oh, you donated a rage. So now it shows up that two rages got donated and we've all seen where that stuff like that happens. You know, when that CC glitch gets fixed and you know, the troops eventually show up. Most of the time, what I see is I will use my CC troops uh, that I got from a second donation. And then when, when that, when that attack ends, I'll go back and here now the first troops that I requested before have now shown up on my CC. So the troops don't actually completely disappear. They do end up showing up in this instance it hurt him. He looks over his, over his army, his, over, his army comp and everything before he goes in for the attack. And it shows that he's got his full army comp. All his heroes are up. Uh, his pets are assigned the right spot. He has all of his CC troops. And it shows when he's looking at the, the screen before attacking that he has a rage and a poison. Well, he goes in to do his attack. He's doing a, a queen charge from the south corner. And then start starting a funnel up on the, the western corner. Well, he goes back because now the, the CC gets pulled and there's a hound in the clan castle. And he goes and he slides over to grab his poison. He's like, oh, I don't have a poison. There was no poison there for him. And he's like, that's weird. I, I thought for sure that I got that poison spell. Oh, well. And it's just showing him that he's missing a poison. Well, his spotter who's online watching is watching it in game. He's not watching the stream. He's watching it in game. So those of us who are watching on stream, so see that he is missing a poison. The guy that's a spotter in game shows that not only is he missing a poison, but he actually has an extra rage spell. So to the people that are watching in game, it's showing that he has one more spell slot than is possible for town hall 14. And he ends up, time failing uh high percent two star and uh, he thinks a lot of that was because it took him forever then to get through the, the lava hound once the pups popped it the pups took down some stuff that a poison spell probably would have helped him with well he gets to the end he's like what the heck just happened because his buddy now his spotter is saying you still have an extra rage you have an extra rage because he's using dragons and he's got like three buildings left and his buddy's telling him to drop that rage and rocky's like i don't have an extra rage what are you talking about so it showed on rocky's screen he had used all of his stuff. All of his troops, all of his spells have been used. The spotter in game, it's showing him that he's got an extra rage. When he closes out of that attack, lo and behold, his clan castle now still has a rage and a poison in it. And what we think happened was the rage didn't get didn't get donated from player A because the guy closed the closed his account or closed the, the game. He requests for a rage. Player B donates a rage, player A logs back in and it sends a rage. Well, those two rages both went into the clan castle and pushed the poison out for some reason. Sounds weird, right? 
Rocky actually replicated it. He replicated the whole thing, did it between two of his accounts, um, donated troops to himself, and then closed the game out, and the, the rage didn't show up, and then requested for a rage again, donated that rage from a different account, then opened up his other his other iPad, and he got the same thing. He goes in for an attack, and he's missing his poison spell. So, all of that to say, if you're donating troops, especially during war stuff, make sure that you're watching those troops leave the base. Don't just click donate and then close the game, because that will guarantee a CC glitch. That is one way to guarantee that it happens. We have been able to replicate that many, many times. And I'm not sure how Supercell could fix it. Knowing how things work uh, from, from the IT perspective and getting clients and servers to sync up, there's always going to be a little bit of lag. So there's not really a way to fix that and to guarantee a fix other than to say, please don't close your game immediately after donating troops. Otherwise, the guy that you're donating them to could end up with a glitched out CC. So moving on, let's go back to some questions for Catfish. I did not able, I did not get to these questions last week because uh, most of the episode got tied up with some of the cybersecurity stuff and the account protection stuff that I've been talking about. So I have uh, a couple, a couple questions that have built up there that I'd love to get to. Uh, the first being from Tribe of Judah. He says, "What are some good Super Bowler strategies, and how should we use this new Super Troop uh, Tribe?" Man, I don't, I don't know. I, I tried them out, like I said, the, the first week that they were available. Uh, I, we had seen Itsu and a couple folks do some of the their attacks with these Super Bowlers before the update dropped, so on the, the developer build. And they, they seemed like they might have been kind of OP, and then they, they weren't. But I'm not also, I'm, I'm out of practice with ground, so, so I'm not quite sure. I know that there's some folks that are doing some... Uh, some like bowler smash kind of attacks and, and seem to be doing well. I'm pretty sure you're doing those right now. So maybe the question is a little bit outdated. Um, but what are what are you using now? I, I think I saw you just recently post a picture where you have some of the new the new green golems and uh, the super bowlers. And I'd be interested to see how well you're doing. I wasn't able to make them work all that well. But to be honest, I, I really wasn't trying that hard to make them work all that well. So um, I, I don't know. I don't know how we can use them. Uh, related to that question, uh, Orion uh, PS712, so I'm assuming that's Psalm712, and he is also known as Bo in the Sky, one of the newest members in Knights of Zion. He says, we got a new super troop, but what aspect of the game do you feel needs a super troop? That is funneling, CC defense, CC offense, uh, core attack, hero support, etc. Okay, so I, I like this question. Um, I like being able to, to break down what is what is the troop's main function, right? Uh, and and I, I like where you're going with that question there, Orion. What do I think, what, what part of, of attacking or part of defending do I think needs a, a super troop? And that's, a, that's an interesting way to look at it. Um, offense is so powerful right now. No, that doesn't mean that every single Town Hall 14 is tripling every other Town Hall 14. But the potential to, to triple every Town Hall 14 is out there. And it just takes a little bit of time of figuring out some of these troop combinations. So I don't, I don't know that I really think there needs to be a huge offensive buff. But I would love to see a a super troop that perhaps had a little bit more um, defensive CC capability. We all know that we see some some super minions still in the CC uh, for the on the defending side and. Back when they first came out, they were wreaking havoc. They got a little bit of a nerf, uh, but they're still out there. And if you're not prepared for those stupid super minions, they can they can destroy a queen walk, right? But a poison spell and a rage spell on your queen charge can can still get you through them. So it's just a matter of having the timing down. Uh, another thing that if you're not prepared for a, a rocket loon in there can sometimes also throw you off, especially if it's paired with a super minion. Not a lot of folks are doing that, and many people know how to overcome it. But if you have that initial quick speed of that rocket loon, sometimes it'll force you to drop your, your poison spell in the wrong spot so where then it isn't covering those super minions on the backside. So that, that combo can kind of can kind of do a little bit of damage to you if you're not 
you know, fast enough and, and, and precise enough with your poison spells. But I'd love to see another troop that maybe it doesn't help you a whole ton on offense, but it, it helps you on defense. And if we if we go with like this Town Hall 14 theme where the update to Town Hall 14 included the builders being able to repair buildings, what if we had like a super healer? I don't know what that would entail. I don't know how big it would be. And this is purely just hypothetical. I'm, I'm thinking this off the you know top of my head. But what if we had a super healer that when it was in defense, not only it, it did splash healing, maybe maybe the super part of the healer was that its its healing radius was bigger. Healers used to have a larger radius than they do now. They, they nerfed that healing radius so um, to make it where it didn't heal as many troops that were around, whatever they, you know, if they were healing the queen, it couldn't heal all of the, the troops around the queen. But what if the super healer actually had a larger radius and it could heal buildings? That that could be interesting. So if I have some healers, super, if I have a super healer pop out of my clan castle and it heads on over and starts, I don't know, healing the archer queen, but it's also healing any of the buildings around the archer queen, that could be an OP defense um, that that might actually change, you know, help out some of the base building meta. That that could be an interesting thing. I bet we would see a ton of them in the, the clan castle. But I'd love to see something that that helped out a little bit more on defense. And I'm not saying that because I I triple every single base. I don't. I I'm a I'm a casual dude. My hit rate is I don't know. I think it's less than 30% at this point um, for for war, and that's that's not great at all but the ability to triple town hall 14s is is really their offense is strong so maybe something that could help us a little bit more on defense now how could you how could you balance that then on the on the offensive side um well on the offensive side part of if if the super healer's ability was that it could heal buildings that's not gonna that's not gonna help you too much on offense so maybe it has some some more hp and it has a little bit faster healing rate, but uh, it's got a large enough troop capacity where you're not going to be taking a whole, be able to take a whole bunch of them. So it's not going to improve offense a ton, but it could help you improve your defense a little bit. So that, I think that could be an interesting thing to see. We have super troops that can help with funneling um, between, you know, I love sneaky gobs for funneling. So that that's great. Um, you know, breaking into the core bases, the, the, the wall breakers, the super wall breakers are great. Uh, even even like the super archers can be used for funneling and things uh, and, and the super barbs. So there's a lot of funneling type troops, core attack that, you know, come on, that's that's what a lot of those super troops are already doing. Um so the, those things are done. So that's an interesting way to, to, to pose a question there, Orion. I, I really like it. What do you, what do you think? Uh, do you have any other any suggestions on, on where a super troop needs to be added? Maybe not what super troop, but what type of uh, attack function or def defense function would need a, a super troop added? Great question. Uh, Nob. Now, I already answered this question in, in the Discord because... Because usually I like to, to save these questions for on the podcast, but Nob asked a question here that really re required some visuals. So I've already posted the answer to this and posted a bunch of screenshots and a couple uh, a couple videos that, that showed some replays of things. But the question goes like this. Do you think it's silly that people can hide 12 o'clock corner walls with archer towers to reroute wall breakers? Uh, it's actually impossible to see, so the attacker isn't at fault, in my opinion, says Nob. Um, there, it's very difficult to tell, but there are actually ways to see if there is a corner wall piece. So if you have a, a 12 o'clock corner and you put an archer tower, a, a clan castle, or even a town hall, you can't see the wall piece that is immediately above that structure. So if they have a corner there, sometimes it's difficult to tell. And while you can't see that, that corner wall piece directly, you can tell from the pieces on either side of it whether it's a corner or whether there's an empty space. And it all has to do with looking for the difference between the corner pieces or the end pieces of the walls and then the center segments. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about level the, the level 15 walls because that's where I'm at right now. But almost all of the walls have a different look when you show a, a corner or an end piece versus what the center sections are. And you can see the you can't see the corner segment um the, the the top piece that's above a town hall or an archer tower 
but you can see the one that's just to the right so just at the you know the one o'clock uh position you can see that wall segment through like the breaks in the turret at the top of of the archer tower or uh, the the town hall you can see that piece if that piece looks like a center wall segment so at the town hall 14 level if it looks green that means it's the wall doesn't end there it continues on to the corner so you should be able to tell that there is a corner above that town hall or above that archer tower the corners also if you look at a bunch of walls on, on the you know as you're looking at the, at the screen there's like this flow through the walls there's this light that goes down through the walls well when that light hits a corner segment a lot of those corner segments send off a different look the level 15 walls actually have this little flash of light and you can see that little flash of light above the town hall so if you look at the top corner and you see a little tiny flash of light that's going every oh, four or five seconds I forget how long it takes you can see just the edge of that little flash of light above the town hall that means there's a corner piece there so if I look to the you know, the one o'clock of the town hall look through that hole in the turret and I see green and I see a little tiny flash that I know that there is a corner segment if I look through that little hole in the turret of the town hall of the archer tower and I see gold and I see two flashes that aren't directly above the town hall that means there's no corner piece there so there's an open wall that your queen or some sneaky gobs or whatever can just walk right on through and you don't have to worry about breaking your way in so that's uh it's it's better to see the visuals so I I you know suggest go check out in the the, the discord server where I posted those but there are ways to see the differences um, the town hall 11 walls the white walls those are actually the most difficult to tell because there's very little difference between this this the middle wall segments and the end wall segments but you can still kind of tell that the the end wall segment is a little bit bigger so you can see those um, but it's it's it is a lot more difficult so at town hall 11 or if you you know town hall 12 with some of the and you haven't got all those walls upgraded uh, you can still maybe hide that opening but a lot of the other town hall levels the corners the ends are so much different than the center segments that you can kind of peek through the little holes in the turrets at the top to see what they look like and then the final question here from knob is on a scale of yes to no do you think a hammer of pets will ever come out i really need it what would be a fair price for this imaginary item i'm thinking 115 medals a hammer of pets you know on a scale of yes to no i'm gonna say it's probably a no point five um <laughs> now i you know i don't know i i definitely think that there needs to be something to speed up the pet house but i don't know that they're actually i don't know that they're going to do it as a hammer specific to pets i think they could potentially change the research potion maybe to speed up the pet house or maybe they'll have a separate pet potion will they add a hammer I don't know um, I don't know if they need to go down that route potentially if we start getting into more and more pet levels or if they add more pets then I think we definitely could see them split that off to where there's gonna be hammer of pets and hammer of heroes book of pets book of heroes those those might be separate if that does come out I think 115 medals is probably going to be a little low on the low side uh, all of the other hammers so the hammer of fighting uh, the hammer of building and the hammer of spells are all 120 medals and then the hammer of heroes is 165 I, I think that if they were to separate the heroes and the pets and have separate metal, uh, separate hammers for those I think the hammer of pets would be more up there closer to the 165 metal range uh, it'd be on par with the hammer of heroes just because of how powerful uh, that can be it is a very needed item though because while the pets and the heroes are both tied to the same hammers and books I can I can upgrade multiple heroes at the same time right I can do those in parallel it, it would suck if I'm a guy that's in Legend League and I drop all four heroes at the same time that week or 10 days or however how long are the hero upgrades now sheesh but for that period of time where all four heroes are down it's gonna suck but if I'm in a clan where we don't war without heroes that means it's only a week time where I have completed four upgrades the pets 
have to be done linearly, right? I can't do them. I can't do three or four at a time. So I, I definitely think there needs to be something that's in place to help speed up the pet upgrades. And while I don't think we need a buff to offense, I don't think that the, the heroes and the pets need any more levels. Uh, I've got to agree with Call Me T that I think Supercell is going to give the heroes and the pets some more levels uh, before we see Town Hall 15. How many and when? I don't know, but I just, looking at things, I, I think we're going to see some more levels there. And uh, as, as we move on, as we get to Town Hall 15, we know that there will be more hero levels when we get to Town Hall 15. We have to assume there's going to be more pet levels when we get to Town Hall 15. Will there be a new hero and a new pet? No clue, but we're going to need something to speed up that pet house um, so that it can be on par with all of the other things that have speed up. So, yeah, I think it's a I think it's a no to a hammer of pets. And I say that because I'm always wrong and I'm hoping that it shows up. So I hope Supercell proves me wrong again. Uh, but thanks, Nob, for the great questions. All right, guys, how's everybody doing your gold pass? Uh, I am sitting, so it's Tuesday, October 12th. I have finished my, my three daily challenges for the day, and I'm sitting at 2,470 points on my gold pass, uh, which means in, by Friday, I will be able to get to 2,600 and get that Warden skin. Uh, not that I'm excited completely about the Warden skin, and not that I need that Book of Heroes at the end, but I that's just my like pet peeve. Pet peeve? No, that's not even the right word. I love completing the season challenges. I've got all of them done and it's just this, I don't know, it's this thing for me uh, to see if I can get them all done and completed. So there's no way to get, without gemming, there's no way to get that warden skin before Friday. If anybody does get it before Friday and you did it without having spent gems, let me know how you did it. I'd be interested to see how they do that. But typically, Supercell gets that mapped out to where you can't get to the final stage until the third week of challenges gets released, which is in about two days, right? Two days and some odd hours. I forget how many. So can't wait till Friday to get that done. It'll just be one more thing that I get to check off of my list. All right, y'all. Uh, I have gone on for a while now, so I think it's about time to wrap up this episode. I want to thank everybody for coming on over and hanging out and driving off to work with me. I hope that you're able to, uh, I hope everybody completed your CWL weeks where you were hoping to complete them. Uh, look forward to several different events that we have going on. I know dragons are an event. Come on, Supercell. Dragons were already OP. Usually these events are trying to uh, to get us to try new troops, and you gave us dragons. All right. All right. I get you. Uh, the next event that's coming up is a discount on super troops. So if you have a super troop that expires today, I would suggest not boosting until tomorrow when the new event starts and save on some DE. I would also suggest, because a day later, so tomorrow we're going to get this discount on Super Troop events, the next day we're going to get an event for Super Barbarians. So I would suggest potentially waiting until uh, tomorrow and then boost some Super Barbs and be prepared for that event. Don't know what the I don't know what the rewards are going to be for that event, but I always like to complete the events, so look forward to a Super Barbarian event coming up in a couple days. Y'all, that is going to be it for this episode. Uh, again, I want to give a huge thanks to uh, TipDog20 and Call Me T for having me and Big D over there. Uh, shout out to the Knights of Zion and Eden's Edge and everybody that is working well there, uh, keeping keeping us rolling. We've got these 50 v 50 wars going on. Uh, if we're ever short and of on players and you are interested in participating in a massive 50 v 50 as we level up this clan, let me know. Um, we've had a couple people come over and do some visits and, and just stop on in. We're taking any, trying to do everything town hall 11 and above. Cause that's, that's what we have in the clan. Um, but you know, we can make some exceptions if we really needed to. But uh, if you're interested in that, let me know. Uh, if, we, if we've got some room on the roster and we have a bunch of people opted out, then, then we'll bring you on over. We're Even right now, we're letting people war with, with heroes down. At 50v50, we're just wanting to get that XP. So thank you to everybody who is helping us do that. I look forward to reaching level 10 eventually. We did on, I think it was day 5 for CWL. Gideon's Keep made it to clan level five. So we are uh, we're enjoying those clan perks, having that one troop boost to donated troops. So now some of our Town Hall 13s and some of our newer 14s are back to being able to donate max level troops. 
can't wait till we get to level seven for the next really good clan perks. Have to figure out how long that's going to take. Guys, that's going to be it for today. Thank you for joining me. Looking forward to hopefully talking with y'all next week. If not, you know that I'm in the throes of this job search and uh, trying to figure out what my new schedule is going to be around that. With that being said, I hope that everybody stays safe out there and has some fun while you're playing in traffic. Bye for now.